Proverbs 30. Focus your attention on verses 7 through 9. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. Thanksgiving, thankfulness, thanks, thank you, showing gratitude. The question is, to who? To whom do we show thanksgiving and gratitude and thankfulness? And this morning, I think we understand in this type of setting exactly who it is and what it is that we're dealing with. But I want you to give some thought with me to this idea of thanksgiving. I love this time of year, and I probably am not alone in saying that. We enjoy this time of year. We enjoy the weather this time of year, probably a little more crispness in the air. A time to gather with family, a time to gather with friends, a time to spend time with just our families, a time to enjoy a meal, maybe a little more of a meal than we get at other times of the year. 157 years ago, this... Thanksgiving holiday came into existence. Now this morning, this is not a history lesson on Thanksgiving. I would encourage you, you can do the research that you want to do later on. But I do find it interesting when it was that this came to really be a holiday. It happened in the year 1863, October the 3rd of 1863. Now it had been celebrated in different ways before that. But 157 years ago, Abraham Lincoln made a proclamation that would put Thanksgiving, a day of thankfulness, on the calendar the final Thursday of November of every year. And in that proclamation, what the president did was ask all U.S. citizens, whether they were here or abroad, all U.S. citizens to set aside time in that day to be thankful, to show gratitude, and specifically, he says, to God. To show gratitude to God. Now, that proclamation is not long, but I want to read just a very small portion of it to you, and you can read it with me on the screen. Part of the proclamation the president made was, he says, the year drawing towards its close has been filled with blessings of fruitful fields and healthy skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. Now, let me just say briefly that this is in the year 1863. And for those of you who know history, you know what was going on in the year 1863, which to me makes this all the more fascinating. Because the country of America was at war with itself. Battles were being fought with citizens against citizens. The Civil War isn't going to end until May of 1865. And so in the throes of Civil War, the president comes along and he says, 
we're going to set aside the last Thursday of November and it's going to be a day of thanksgiving. A day of thanksgiving. Now in that proclamation, he's going to go on to say, you look, we are at war and, and he doesn't shy away from it. But he said, we're going to set aside a day to be thankful. Now there is a phrase on this screen which I want to highlight for you because to me it says so much. He says, you know those, those healthful skies and the fields that have provided for our food? He says those things that if we're not careful, we will be prone to forget the source from which they come. You, you just take for granted, don't you, that the sun is going to come up in the east in the morning. And we take for granted that the moon is going to rise at night and the stars are going to shine. And we take for granted at times the air, the very air in which we breathe. We just don't think about it. It's just always been this way, and so we assume it will always be that way, and we really don't pause to say thank you. When's the last time you really did say thank you, God, for the air that I breathe? I, 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 don't, I don't think that way every day. I don't say thank you every day for the sun coming up. I don't say thank you every day for the moon shining and the stars out at night. I don't say thank you for so many things because they, they constantly happen. And the president said in that proclamation, if we're not careful, we'll lose appreciation for it. We'll forget the source from which they come. Last Sunday night, Brother Mike started his uh, series on parenting, and I can't wait for tonight to hear the next installment, and I hope that you'll be here to hear it as well. But he said something last Sunday night that struck me as I was thinking about this sermon at that time, and I was thinking about this particular phrase. Mike said, parents, you might feel underappreciated. It was in the bulletin this week as well. Underappreciated. Now, yeah, that, that happens. Whereas parents, we feel underappreciated. But I, I go back in time to when I was 13 and 11, like our boys are, and, and I think about myself living under my parents' roof and asking myself, did I always show a correct amount of appreciation? And the answer is, no way. No way did I show all the appreciation I needed to. There's not a chance that I did. And some of that is because I didn't know what I was supposed to appreciate. I didn't know everything that they were doing for me. I just didn't know to appreciate it all. But there were times that, that I did know, and I didn't appreciate them. I never want to feel that way about God. I never want to underappreciate God and everything that he has done. I appreciate Brother Jim reading for us from Proverbs chapter 30 because I think that's exactly where Agur was. That's not Solomon writing in Proverbs 30. It's a man by the name of Agur. And Agur there in chapter 30 is talking about the fact that he makes, he said, I've got two requests before I die, God. I have two requests that I want to make. One is, he said, I want you to remove lies and falsehood far from me. And there's a lot we could say about that, but it's the second request that he makes that I want you to think about because he says something very interesting to me. He says, God, I would make this request of you. I, I would ask that I not be poor. Well, well I could make that request, right? I, I don't want to be poor, God, lest I be tempted to steal and profane your name. I, I don't want to be poor lest I do that. But then he says something that you and I, we might not say. He said, God, I, don't, I also don't want to be rich. Well, some of us, we don't, we don't want to be poor, but... 
We might try the riches on a while. But he says, God, I don't want to be rich either. Because if I'm rich, I might be tempted to deny you. How about that? God, that might be a temptation. That's not saying that if you're rich, you're, you're going to deny God. It doesn't mean if you're poor that you're going to profane his name. But he says, I might be more tempted to. And so I'm asking God that you not make me rich because I don't want to forget you. I don't want to underappreciate you. So don't give me riches and don't give me poverty. Just give me what I need and let me be satisfied. Are we satisfied? Are you okay with just having the food that you need? Are we okay with not getting everything we want on top of it? Do we appreciate where our blessings come from? The president was right, I think, when he said we can be prone to forget where these blessings come from. And I never want to be guilty of underappreciating God and everything that he has done. And so this morning, as I've now set this up, I want us to go over to the book of Colossians. And I want you to see the request of Paul. As you're turning to the book of Colossians, you're going to be able to follow along with me very simply, I believe, this morning. Our points are coming right out of chapter 1. And I, again, we have this idea or concept of not underappreciating God, but having a fuller appreciation of Him, a thankfulness for all that He has done for us as Christians and continues to do. As you're turning to Colossians, understand that gratefulness or thanksgiving is actually one of the great themes of the book of Colossians. But here's another of those themes. These Christians in Colossae were having an issue. And if we're not careful, we'll have the same one. The issue that they were having was not denying Christ. The issue was really not even denying His deity. The issue that they were having was they were understanding who Christ was, but they were failing to give Him preeminence. And sometimes we can do that in our own lives, can't we? We don't deny who Jesus is. We don't deny the deity of Jesus. But at times we have trouble keeping him on the throne of our lives. And we underappreciate our Lord. Paul is addressing that in this letter. That's why he makes the point down in chapter 1 and verse number 18 that Jesus is the head of the body, the church, which is, uh, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have what? preeminence, first place. They were struggling with that. They didn't appreciate him at all times and what he had done for them. Brethren, I'm just saying, I don't want to be guilty of the same. I want to show gratitude to Jesus. I want to thank, thank God for what he has done for me. And so Paul is writing with Timothy in verse number 1, and you drop down to verse number 3 in chapter 1, and Paul says, we, that is Timothy and I, we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Praying always for you. This theme of gratitude running through Colossians. Now drop down to verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. He's saying, I'm, we're praying for you. And here's a list of some of the things he says that we are praying for you about. That's quite a list, isn't it? 
I mean, it's quite a list that he says here. This is Timothy and I. This is what we're constantly praying God for you to be. Full of knowledge of God's will. Full of spiritual understanding. Full of a knowledge of God's will and walking that way, fully pleasing him. Brethren, we would do well to offer this prayer on our behalf of ourselves. And we would do well to offer this prayer on behalf of our brethren. That they may be all of these things. That they may have strength. That they may endure through life, fully pleasing God. And that they may do so, that we may do so with joy. Now there's a list, and that's not exhaustive. But there's a lot of things that Paul says, we're praying for you about. And then I'm struck by the next verse. Verse number 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. So he says, I've just prayed all of these things, that you may abound in all of these different areas. And to his brethren, he says, you know what we're also asking God to help you do? We're asking God to help you always give thanks. Now, I pause at that again, and I ask myself, here is a, a man of God, two men of God who are offering prayers for their brethren, and they're asking for them to, to remember, to thank God continually for the future, giving thanks. That is, unendingly, all the time, giving thanks to God.
you can be with me.
is God went in and installed me under the power of darkness, and he provided a way for me to be dragged out of that to face him. He delivered me. He rescued me. He liberated me. I want to be constantly thankful for what God provides me. Notice, the Bible says also, he delivered me, he dragged me out of the power of Satan, and he didn't leave me to myself.
persecuted and tormented, being rejected.
provided a way for you to be rescued, but when is one